0: to Between Sundays. We are back and we are paying attention in 2018. My name is Tyler and this is a podcast for you. If you're trying to figure out what the heck to even do with church stuff Monday through Friday, Life's hard between Sundays, guys, so we're here to get you through it. Today, we'll be chatting with Dave Rod about his sermon last weekend on Abraham. But first, let me welcome in my favorite co-hosts, Marin and Barry. Good day, guys. Good
1: day. Good day.
0: Wow, you guys are ready for that. <laughs> that time. And let's bring Dave in now um, rather than wait. So good day, Dave. A good day. Thanks for being here. Guys, we made it another year.
2: 2018. Glory. We're here. Glory. I haven't <laughs> seen you guys in like a month.
1: That's what it feels. like.
2: I know. It does. How have you been? Good. I keep turning sevens into eights on things when I. Write. Oh, the date. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, I have had to one of those. Multiple times. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. What are you writing down that you got to do that on? You know, I don't even know. Oh, I, I checks. had. I had You're to write checks
0: at the book <laughs> at the uh, grocery store.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm one of those people. I love it.
3: I don't like those people. Yeah. I can't <laughs> handle those people either. Hey. That's not fair,
2: I guess. Some people, no, you can get a check. You can get a credit card or a debit card I can't card remember or the
1: last time I've seen someone write a check at the grocery store. Like mm. I, I still use checks for other things. You
2: do? Yeah. I yeah. haven't had a check since I've been married. Oh, well, wow. sometimes if you're like doing a, like a donation at a nonprofit fundraiser or something like that, you got to write a check. Pull out the checkbook. Pull out the checkbook.
3: Yeah. yeah. So I had a parent tell me this past weekend that they grieve, maybe that's too strong. They, they're upset that their children are not seeing them give
2: oh. a, on
3: a weekend service because they're not putting checks in. they do it electronically. Mm-hmm. And anyway, I thought it was interesting that that's mm-hmm. one of the... Well, they could always just have all the kids gather
2: around as they click <laughs> the button. Kids, yeah. come here. Guys, come uh, here. Let's Ready? click
3: it together. <laughs> there we go. Actually,
1: that's fascinating. That's really interesting. I, I don't know that I watched my parents put money in a plate or something because we were at children's church when offering was being taken so i don't know that i witnessed it as much but i know it was a regular conversation in our household
2: yeah me too and it
1: taught my husband and i thank god my husband and i come from similar backgrounds where it was kind of uh, a non-negotiable we knew that we were tithers and givers and and i watched god miraculously provide for my parents on a number of occasions. And then my dad would always give the glory back to God and say, Hey, when you're faithful, you know, he's faithful to you and all that stuff. So I didn't have to witness them putting the money in the plate to know that this was a value to our family.
2: But you did see them write checks.
1: You know, I saw my mom write checks at the grocery store because I'm old, See, so checks were, oh. checks were the thing. I write checks for school, like school stuff. I want to send my kids to school with cash, so I'll send That's,
3: them a check. That's true. You can't trust them. I can't those trust kids. those kids. Kids these days. I wonder days. if checks went out
2: with cursive. I have—I mm. cannot remember how to write in cursive anymore. I, and I learned the it. loss of cursive. It's beautiful. My handwriting is awful it, is. it looks like a it looks <laughs> it like a, like awful. a like a sixth grader <laughs> <laughs> and i hasn't gotten better since sixth grade i don't know what to do about it guys confession when i started dating
0: who is now my wife i had i, would, I was working at another company and um, on your profile on the website you had to have like a quote like a quote either about who you are or like a yearbook type thing my quote was what's the point of cursive and I thought that was hilarious. And I went over to her house and said this. And little did I know, I didn't know anything about her family, but her dad is like very into cursive, like oh, wow. <laughs> very much into cursive. And he used to be a state legislator who was like very on top of education and into kids learning cursive we're bringing and so, it back yeah so I'd love i to bring it back i was like what's the point of cursive and it was like my second time over at her house and he was like actually let me tell you all
3: the points of cursive oh, so it is.
2: put me in my place real quick he's turned to the family can we have the room please yeah uh,
3: i will say this though checks may be going out cursives but i'll tell you what i'm totally into is fountain pens you like fountain pens oh my You've been a pen guy. You're a pen guy though. I am a pen guy, but specifically fountain pens and a watch guy. And watch guy. not a digital watch guy. Can't stand. Oh, yeah.
1: mm. Why a fountain pen though? I find them very scratchy, abrasive.
3: It just feels
0: real.
1: I like the gel. <laughs> I like it to glide. Yeah.
3: Makes me come alive inside <laughs> when I got that fountain pen. And get this I found a disposable <laughs> fountain pen. Whoa. Yeah. Japanese made. And um, yeah. Don't wanna lose that bad boy.
2: Please send your pens to him.
3: Oh, because you can just get a refill. Yeah, it's like a dollar twenty five. And if I lose it, it's like, oh yeah, I get another one.
2: See, I can't I can't use a fountain pen because my handwriting is so bad. When I use a fountain pen, it's like Giving an elephant access to like high quality like artisanal paints. Like what's the, what's the <laughs>
1: point? That's has that ever
2: happened? Probably. I don't it know. It
1: has happened. I've seen video of elephants
2: painting. Maybe oh, that's there what are I'm, others out no, there. No, they definitely paint. They do. Oh, but really? you don't yes. give them your like really expensive paints.
0: <laughs> okay. Best paint brushes.
2: what I'm trying to say. Yeah. <laughs> I get it now.
0: Maren, what's going on? <laughs>
2: I thought you were going to say, what are <laughs> well, we talking about? I, I, no, I've
0: got, I've got questions, but first thing I want to know is what's going on.
1: Okay, because Maren went to Chicago this weekend, yeah, is that why? I want to hear all about it. Immediately, conversation was directed towards me. I went to Chicago with my daughter this weekend because we've been saving and saving for a year to go see Hamilton, Woo! the Chicago cast. Oh, You're in the room where it happens. Yeah. Oh, I was so Clever. in the room. Yeah. I was. It was amazing. It And everyone says it's amazing, but it's really an understatement to say that. Mm-hmm. It's, really?
0: Did it blow your socks off?
1: absolutely if yeah yeah oh my goodness i mean let's just say i I spent all of act one trying not to cry and then act two came around and i'm like just stop fighting it all the act one tears let it go quit fighting so my daughter and i were just a sloppy mess. i saw a
0: picture you posted a picture after (laughs) hamilton and you and your daughter were red-eyed
1: sloppy Mm -hmm.
0: mess
3: dave you've seen it oh yeah can you uh highlight one of the highlights of my life and Really? In terms of the arts. Yes, absolutely. In terms of the arts. Oh, my yep. goodness. Oh, hands down. And Lucy, our daughter, had seen it. And she, after act one, she texted, she said, this has changed my life. And I'm oh, like, Oh, no, my that's Lucy. goodness. But you know what? I get it. <laughs>
2: yeah. Wow. So Liv and I got tickets to go, well, that was our Christmas gift. So we're going to go see it and at our one year anniversary. That's when we're going to go see oh, it. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, yeah. I hope you have a great time. Yeah. So you've seen it, right, Tyler? No. I haven't seen it.
0: I got tickets right before it was going to Chicago. We did the whole, like, get tickets early thing. And last October, I got tickets for and my wife, and I to go to Chicago and see it. And? And then I gave it to her. Well, and then about two weeks later, she told me she was pregnant.
2: <laughs> well.
0: And.
2: He said, but, but.
0: The due date but Hamilton. was five days before we were oh, supposed see. to go see oh, Hamilton. And Milo's so fault. the whole time I was like, Well, I can go. <laughs> oh, <laughs> no. I could go. You could I'll just tell you all about it. <laughs> but we ended up not Going. So we have, you have to get by we the looked way. into
1: getting tickets then to go no. now that Milo is with us and looked. can be with a babysitter? We haven't looked. It's time to look. I we and you We have to go. about
3: three hundred people that would babysit that. Yeah, baby. I know, Dips. man. We got I, them I, We got I, a go. i think no, my Yeah.
2: <laughs> Shotgun. <laughs> Whatever you say. Shotgun. I got it. Live and I will babysit Milo. We gotta get more tickets, man.
1: Yeah. No, my husband is not big into that kind of arts you know he's not really big in the theater but i wished he was there because even i know oh. even he would have just had his mind blown have loved, and loved, loved it, it. Loved yeah it. one of the i was telling my team this morning one of the top performances of anything i've ever seen was aaron burr in this production really whoever played aaron burr who did the room where it happens mm-hmm. i never clapped so hard in my life i mm-hmm. wanted to jump up out of my seat i i can only think of about maybe three or four other times in my whole life where I've been that captivated by a Mm -hmm. performance. Wow. I'll remember it for the rest of my life in like the top five performances. You've
0: talked you've talked a lot of things up on this podcast.
1: (laughs) Namely cheese. And tortilla. (laughs) And the great sap. Hamilton (laughs) and cheese. (laughs) Hamilton
0: and cheese, man. People are rushing to get tickets. For and, Hamilton and cheese. And cheese. <laughs>
1: yeah. uh, it was excellent. It was great. Do you
0: guys have any uh, New Year's resolutions
2: or wh- anything big for 2018? So, okay. I'm in terrible shape right now. I'm And obviously everybody all starts working out in January. It is time for me yeah. to start working out. But here's the thing I'm wondering. I've had a bucket list that's been a joke bucket list because most of the things that have happened in my life were so ridiculous and weird that I just add them after the fact to my bucket list and cross them off. Like, oh, I guess I'll just, you know, go uh, whitewater rafting down a volcano in in Central America. Did you do that? I did. Of course. But it's like, you know, (laughs) I've touched a wild crocodile, like things like that. You know, I'm just like, oh, I'll cross that off my bucket list. But there is one thing that's actually on my bucket list that I don't know. I think time is ticking, and it is. I want to have six pack abs once in my oh life. My <laughs> oh my goodness! At least once in my life. And I realize I'm 34. That's not happening time is unless now. I start working on it about five years ago. You're gonna have to do like a hundred crunches every three hours. <laughs> right. Right. Speaking of which, I have to actually go. Yeah. you're doing crunches <laughs> right now. <crunches>. <laughs> All right,
0: one. No, oh okay. my anyway. gosh. That's hilarious.
2: So I don't that's know. Your that's goal? probably not gonna. No, it's a. That seems it's an attainable. Aspiration. I think you can do it. What? Why? Why do you want this to be a thing? Because I've never been athletic or
0: in shape to that degree. So, so. like the rest of you will still just be like soft. yeah,
3: wilted and <laughs> 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 wilted and flabby. Abs. Wait yeah, exactly. a minute, you you did insanity.
2: <laughs> yeah, but that doesn't give you yeah. abs. That just like oh. shrivels your body mass. That's all it does. Insanity, the sixty day workout. Yeah, program. I've done it. This is I've done it twice. So. And you didn't get. But I'm feast or famine. I'm either working mm-hmm. out like crazy or I am sitting on my butt.
3: So yeah. mm-hmm. seven enneagram. Yeah, seven. Yeah. yeah.
2: That's anyway, it. I don't think that's an actual plan, and I doubt that it will actually happen. But if I decide to commit to it for real, guys, I'll be having some abs. Yeah, so. we can't wait.
1: <laughs> yeah, please keep us updated on the Liv, progress. Liv can't
2: wait either. I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> She's rolling her eyes. Listening. Yeah. Yeah. What about you guys? Any I mean, 2018 of course. stuff?
1: The, the year rolls around and my husband and I both always are just so gung ho about how we're going to get in shape this year. I don't in know why. Shape. Why does everyone do that? But we are no exception. We totally do it's that. New beginning. But I'm tired of telling myself that only to like let myself down year after year after <laughs> year. So I decided to set the bar a little lower. This year I'm going to drink more water.
2: Oh, that's good. <laughs> yes. Stay hydrated. Yeah. It's how much sir. water?
1: I again. I don't want to set a mark wow. and then not attain it. So let's just say <laughs> well, more. So you really set
2: the bar low. Between more. Sundays Nation can hold you accountable. <laughs> so <laughs> between Sundays Nation, yeah. is, that, is, that is that what our listeners are called yeah. now? Well, yeah.
1: How about you? What are your New Year's resolutions? Oh,
2: I'm glad
0: you asked. <laughs> uh, my wife and I want to get out of debt. We, I had, I was strapped with college debt. Mm-hmm. For a good ten years, and then we got out of college debt and went to Jamaica, and remember No, just no, for just, vac- just se- let, let, let's well, celebrate by going. That'll do it. <laughs> yeah, put more stuff on the credit card and whatever. So, uh, and then we had, we messed up taxes one year, and so we were like five or six thousand in the hole, mm-hmm. and it's time to get out. Mm-hmm. It's time to get out of the hole. You have so, a plan. You have a plan. We have a plan. Well we have moved to the cash-only envelope system. Okay, Ooh, so nice. we did
1: that too, and it was working great for us when I could do all the grocery shopping and have the cash in my envelopes. But then, like, yeah, what happened? Jed was home with the kids over the summer when we moved Jed. here. And it was me coming to church to work, and I had all the cash in my giant, awesome oh, wallet. So like he not have the dividers. He had nothing, so he'd go shopping with the kids, get some groceries, and what would he put it on?
0: So the premise of this all is cash. all of your money that you're going to spend in a month is going to be cash in an envelope, right? Yep. Okay. And then do you split it up per person? Like Tyler, this is your envelope for groceries or
1: that's how we did it initially. It was like Jed had his gas money and his, you know, incidentals. And then I had grocery and gas and whatever. So we, we did great for a while. Um, but moving here just kind of complicated that system. Yep. So then we were turned on to uh, Craig and Mel Boyer use something called envelopes. Like, but it's, yeah, it's an m- app. It's you seen like, that?
3: Yes, it's not, And we've we've promoted it here. Yeah. In really? The, in the, oh yeah. What is it? It's the envelope it's a, system. But it's electronic. It's electronic envelope. Yeah. System. How do you put cash in an electronic envelope? You swipe carefully,
0: so it's credit you swipe card. Some more. Oh, so once the money's gone from envelope, right. you're mm-hmm. you're done. Right, you're it's done. just a
1: way for everybody to That's be on good. the same page, and my still... husband and I can both say, "Oh, look, we only have four dollars left in the blah 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 mm-hmm. account, so let's not yeah. go." Do buy they give you like a
0: credit check, like a card? What do they do?
3: No, you. Just, I mean, it's, it's kind of honor system, it's honor, right? It's honor system. Oh, uh, okay. Just like, gotcha. just like cash is because gotcha, gotcha, sure. gotcha. if you're right. But the idea with the cash system is the real cash. If you if you use up all the envelope full yep. of cash. You can reach into another envelope and pull cash <laughs> right. Up. But the idea is that means we have less for yep. for that. Mm-hmm. So, I mean
0: psychologically it's we we we're in uh what are we? A week now mm-hmm. into into the new year. You're in deep. Psychologically, man, it's already messed with me because I'm like <laughs> I don't want to touch those envelopes because then I'm not going to have any money. Right. <laughs> so I just I haven't even touched them. They're just sitting on the counter or whatever. Lauren we went you to You have
1: money sitting on your counter and you just told the nation? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I
0: we trust the nation. They have some ferocious guard dogs. Yeah. <laughs> trust me, these envelopes aren't as full as you might think. But uh, so we went to a movie paid for by Lauren's parents generously this past weekend, Greatest Showman, Great Movie. Oh, I saw that. Yeah. Lauren said, uh, is our money envelopes for the week or for the month? Which told me she spent all of her money. She's done. She, <laughs> she's done. she's uh, cashed out. So it's going great. Now, yeah.
3: In all seriousness, do you have a plan to pay down the debt then?
0: Yeah. So we've cut our budget quite a bit, like as much as we, I think we can. And then the plan is to put like a thousand dollars every month.
3: Now, do, you, do you Correct. have one account that, or do you have numerous cards and those kind of? We have what, what are one the uh, primary? What is account? the
2: main account number and also your password? <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, we there's a reason one, why I'm asking. We have one primary
0: card that we've okay. put money on. Okay. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Because there's like there's the whole debt snowball reduction mm-hmm. plan and.
0: Uh, see, I just did not pay enough attention to money management, which I don't even know what debt snowball. Well, means.
3: the the idea is a lot of people have multiple accounts and multiple cards in which they owe money, oh, right. money on. So the uh, two ways you can either go over, go with the account that you owe the least amount. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's like the immediate gratification. We pay that off and go, Oh, that's exciting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then you take that amount that you were putting there and you add it. Gotcha. Uh, the other way is to start with the one that has the highest mm-hmm. uh, interest rate mm-hmm. and pay that down.
2: First.
0: Yeah. So, so the goal is be out by the end of summer. Good for you. Nice. That's the goal.
3: That's great.
2: Yeah. Right on. we could, could you look into child modeling with Momo?
0: Yeah. He's got to oh start. He better get a job quick, man. He's, <laughs> he's not contributing that much to the family yet. Cute. Yeah. All right. We are here to talk about Abraham and you, dear listener, because this sermon this past weekend, uh, Dave spoke, and it's really, I mean, it was about Abraham and it's about God's call on Abraham, but... It's really about us and where we are and what we're doing and what we believe about God. And so, Dave, can you kind of talk a little bit about some of the big thoughts or ideas behind what you had to say this weekend?
3: Yeah, um, it was in a a way it was simply an introduction to that part of the scriptures or that part of the story of God that is technically not technically called the patriarchs, Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, Mm -hmm. and then Jacob's sons, in particular, Joseph from Genesis 12 to Genesis 50. So um, the point is um, that I wanted to make is that Abraham was essentially a spiritual novice and his relationship with God was, um, I wouldn't say it was non-existent, but I don't think he even understood God enough to know what it meant to walk with God. So he had very little, very little go on. So we can watch him and look at his life and it's kind of cool because we're seeing it almost from scratch, a guy's, um, a family's faith build from nothing. Yeah. And so the premise is, then we can learn a lot from that and we can learn how to, what it, and the bottom line is by looking at his life, what can we learn about our own relationship with God? And then step back and say, where is, where is my relationship with God? What, yeah. what to what degree am I walking with God? And I used as a kind of a big idea, it was something from. Essentially, it was 2,000 years later when the Apostle Paul was speaking to the people of Athens or the philosophers in Athens. And he, he looks around and he sees a pedestal with—there's lots of pedestals with gods and that, they, that the Greeks would have worshipped. And there was one that had no god on it and it said, to the unknown god. And he said, well, I'm going to tell you who this unknown god is. The, one, the real god of the universe is the one um, in whom we live and move and exist. Hmm. So I use that as the big idea to ask, okay, can we with a straight face, we— Today us, can we with a straight face say, "In God, I live, I move, and I exist." Hmm. And to what degree? And so then we hopped into the story of Abraham and used four diagnostic questions yep. to uh, discover just how true that is.
0: Yeah, I think we have a clip for, uh, of what you said regarding the four questions this weekend.
3: So here are the four questions. I hope you'll chew on in the days ahead. Do you see God? Do you believe God? Do you talk with God? And are you pursuing the call of God?
0: And you, when you dug into Abraham a little bit, Dave, did you, I I think you said, I mean, you said he's a novice, but did you also say, or maybe I heard this somewhere else, that he wasn't somebody
3: who came from a family that believes that God is the only God out there? Yeah, we don't really know for sure. All we know is culturally what was going on in that day and we extrapolate from that okay two things the Chaldeans uh, the Babylonians they would have been polytheistic but with an emphasis on the moon God mm-hmm. that was the God that they they fe- felt controlled all of life but generally speaking in the Middle East 2,000 years BC almost every nation every, people group, and probably nearly every family had their own God. It was like a family God. And um, that, that's why one nation would have been sometimes afraid of entering into battle with another nation because they thought that God, they were hoping their God was stronger than that nation's God. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So um, there is a strong possibility, and this is what I think I, I believe, that Abraham may have had a notion of God, but he thought he was our God, our family God, our a regional God. And he didn't think of him in terms of the universal. Mm-hmm. I think I think Abraham probably and Barry. I don't know if you what you th- what you think about this. I I think Abraham probably believed there were lots of gods. Sure, um, I think so. And religion. I also think the fact that God is telling him, "Hey,
2: go with uh, go to the land. I will show you." In other words, I'm going to go be there. That's that's actually pretty crazy because gods yeah. don't move. They stay in right. one spot. The only way they move is if the the king or army that they're over gets bigger and, and conquers other places. But this God is saying, go, let's go. We're going to go to another place, which one of the things that we don't know for sure, but it, it, there's, it's likely that, that the whole concept of monotheism didn't develop until actually quite a bit later. The idea that there was only one God period was something that would have been completely foreign to even to Moses. I mean, he was he got closer than Abraham, but I think it took it took a long time before people really fully grasped the concept that God was God. Period. Mm-hmm.
0: Yep. And it's interesting because going back to those questions, do you see God or do you know God? This is a God who who picked a guy. Given that context that you guys just kind of mapped out for us, he picked a guy who, in my mind, as I hear the story, I'm like, what. Why did he say yes? What, like What's in it for him? Because he, it sounds like he's given up a whole lot of stuff, like tradition, family tradition, land, all that stuff. And it seems like this is a God who was saying, I want to know you and I have an offer for you. I'm not going to try to convince you that I am the one true God. I'm going to make you an offer and I'm going to be in relationship with you. So do you know God? Are you paying attention? That's what stuck out to mm-hmm. me this weekend. That was really yeah. interesting.
3: The thing that's amazing about Abraham's story when I went back and read through that again and again and again, it was just how many times God appeared. He showed up in some kind of form. And I, I think he had to do that because again, Abraham starting from scratch on yeah. his, on his theology, I think it had to be a, an actual, some kind of physical presentation. And like I said, in the message, I wish I wish he did that for me. Yeah, me you know, too. I, I wish he would actually physically show up. But yeah. So why do you think, why do you think Abram
0: went? Like what's, what was.
3: Oh, that's a great question. I,
0: why did he take God up on his offer?
3: Yeah. I, I don't, the answer is we don't know because it's um, the pretty matter of fact. So Abraham left his mm-hmm. family and actually took his family with him, but left the, the land they lived in. We don't. One of the interesting things about scripture is we don't see what's going on behind the scenes. We don't, Yeah. we don't.
0: Cause it's like Abraham's what, how old? Like
3: 100? He hundred? Well, at the time, what is it? 70s? 70s 75 70s. or 70 or something
0: like he was in his seventies. Okay. So they, he doesn't have any kids at this time. Right. 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 And a God within a culture of people who believe there's a lot of gods picks Abraham and says, I'm going to bless Like all nations will be blessed because of you. Right. Mm -hmm. You're going to be famous.
1: I mean, that's pretty good incentive right there. Right. Like if
0: if you've lived 70 years and you don't have any kids and one of many gods in your mind, if you're a novice, like, oh, this is just another God coming to me. Like,
2: I don't have kids. Why should I believe you? You know? Well, that's why. That's what I'd say. And and not only that, and we're going to get more into this next week because I'm speaking specifically about those three verses, Genesis uh, 12, 1 through 3. So I'm talking specifically about Abraham's call in my sermon next weekend. But one of the things that's so profound is that not only is this God saying, trust me and I'll give you kids and a nation that will bless all the other nations. He's also saying, Leave everything, mm. yeah. leave, leave your what all of the things that would give you your identity, your culture, your your mm-hmm. nation, mm-hmm. your family, everything, and go to the land I will show you, which you've never been to, and as far as you're concerned is on the other side of the planet. Mm. Uh And yet he he went, and so w- the story doesn't say yeah. why it doesn't say what motivated him. All it says is that he w- went. He believed God, and it was credited yeah. to him as righteousness. Yeah. So it which I think is so important in the story. And again, I don't want to get all into next week's content. <laughs> they're so they're intertwined, they but, are intertwined. But there's something very fundamental about the way that God interacts with Abraham that is so true about the way that God interacts with all of us. It's so easy for us to think, okay, I need to do X, Y, Z, and then God will, yeah. will uh, for sure. bless me or, or whatever. But God says, no, I'm going to bless you. You just have to trust. Right. Mm-hmm. It's it's flipped. It seems like splitting hairs, but it really is flipped on its head where our faith is not a, a motivation to earn God's favor. It's a response to God's promise. Exactly. Yeah. And I think that's why I brought
0: it up because I'm like, if I'm Abram and God's telling me that he's going to give me kids and, you know, everybody's going to be blessed because of me. I'm looking at my situation. Tyler, looking at my situation. I don't have kids. I'm 70 years old nah, I'm good, you know, like I'm not going I'm not giving up this this yeah. land, this family, like my family, all this stuff. I'm not giving it up because I know that I've lived seventy years without yeah. kids,
3: well, right? yeah, and so my
0: lack of faith is 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 like super in my face this past weekend
3: and what what God was essentially asking Abraham to believe was the impossible mm-hmm. and it was not just the impossible, it was the impossible what happened in the most important thing in the world to a patriarch, a father of a family at that time, the most important thing. There was nothing. I, I don't know if you'd agree with this, Barry, but near the top, if not the top, of desires was to have a son, yeah, so that my name mm-hmm. and this family continues. And we don't. I mean, Sarah was so old; it was, it was next to impossible. So he was asking, "What would be the most impossible thing we could imagine God asking us to do?" That's what God was yeah. asking Abraham to believe. And then the scene, I mean, I choked up, I think, every time I preached this week and the four times I preached, I got to that passage and I'll choke up saying, again, for some reason, this sticks in my mind. God takes Abraham out, says, can you count the number of stars? Mm. And keeping in mind, there was no light. There mm-hmm. was no, I mean, it was, have you ever seen mm-hmm. the, st- the stars in the sky when there's no no uh, streetlights? Yeah. it's yeah. And, he, and he's, can you count them? And Abraham's like, no, I, mm. I can't do that. Well, that's how many descendants you're going to have. I mean, it's one of the most powerful single statements in all of scripture. And Mm. when you get into the background,
2: his name is originally Abram, Mm -hmm. which is a name that would have been from the language of of Ur. And it means something to the the extent of honored father, which first of all is like salt in the wound that you were named honored father or your father is exalted and you're not. You don't have any kids, but then his name is changed to Abraham, which means the ancestor of a multitude or father of multitudes. Hmm. So it's like God is saying, look, the thing that's probably caused you so much shame. I mean, people would have laughed at him being called honored father. And he wasn't even a father. He didn't even have a single kid. And then it flipped on its head and his name is now ancestor of a multitude or father of a multitude that that's stunning anyway. Yeah, for sure. And he still didn't have a kid. Yeah, (laughs) really. I mean,
0: I don't know. Maybe I'm alone in this, but I feel like I'd be like, man, I don't want to do that. I don't want to do that. I know that's what you're saying. And no, I can't count stars, but I'm good
2: here because. Right. I'll trust you when I see my yeah, pregnant wife. Yeah. yeah, get yeah, her but preg- keep,
3: keep in mind who he's talking to. Some Something, somebody appears to him. What did it look? What did it look yeah. like an angel? Did he have a glow? Did he just look like a dude? Something about him let Abraham know this is not just a human being that's sure. talking to me. Um, And we don't get any of those, we don't get any of those specifics. Like, did he appear out of nothing? Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. Sarah laughed and didn't cower in
2: terror. So I'm assuming it wasn't a full manifestation (laughs) of God's glory. Leads to my
3: favorite interaction in scripture. You laughed. No, I didn't. Yes, you did. <laughs> yeah. That's what
0: God said. That's awesome.
1: I was thinking the way that Abraham was able to approach God with such boldness mm-hmm. regarding Sodom and Gomorrah, saying, "Well, you wouldn't do that." Certainly, the God of the universe would not do something so unjust. He he went to him with all boldness and all confidence. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh yeah, let's talk about that. So, are we allowed to do that?
1: Well, and I love what you said that God allows for this kind of interaction mm-hmm. with him.
3: Oh, yeah. I, I firmly believe he allows for that kind of interaction. Otherwise, what's the point? I don't want to have a conversation with God where it's it's me pretending to say something that I know for sure he's not going to yeah. do anything with. Yeah, it's like why am I wasting my breath? Yeah, somehow, and I don't don't I don't understand how it works. There's he allows me to negotiate with him somehow. Hmm. I. I don't know how that works. Yeah. Since he is the God of the universe and he knows the end from the beginning, but somehow it works. He's merciful. He is.
2: And let's not forget the whole reason all of this is happening and the reason we're even here is because God desires a relationship with mm-hmm. us. We're not peons, you know, dancing to the tune of, a, of an indifferent God. We are, we are people that he yeah. wants to be in relationship with and relationship means dialogue. Mm-hmm. It means sometimes tension and conflict. Mm-hmm. I mean, the very name Israel means wrestles with God. That's mm-hmm. the, the name of the people of God are those who wrestle, wrestle with, with God. God. So I think, I think, yeah, I think God mm-hmm. does call us to that. And I frankly think we don't, we don't like to do that because it's uncomfortable. I don't like pushing back on God. I just would rather sit and let him tell me what to do. Yeah,
1: Right. Is it not so much easier to just have a theoretical God?
3: Oh, no, oh, way easier. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's more, you know, way more convenient because mm-hmm. you don't have any questions. Comfortable. Yeah. You don't have to, why didn't he answer that prayer? I mean, you know, we don't, mm. yeah.
2: And let's not forget the Psalms. I mean, you look at some, we always think of Psalms like, he leads me by quiet waters. And he's also Psalms like, turn your face to me, God, look at me and wake Mm -hmm. up from your sleep and tell
3: me why you're not acting. like Mm -hmm. Tears
1: have been my breakfast. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Why is my skin falling off? I mean, you know, (laughs) I made that up. I don't know that's in the scriptures. Psalm
0: 101 verse 16. Why is my skin falling off? (laughs) Uh, Okay. So this past weekend is weird timing. The people that I follow on Twitter There was a whole, like, group of folks who were going back and forth about whether or not it's okay to doubt God. Oh, yeah. I saw that. Oh, yeah. Okay. Like, it was an all-weekend conversation. And this message came, and I was like, oh, perfect timing. Uh And it sounds like, I don't know if Abraham was doubting. Was he doubting, or was he just simply negotiating?
3: Well, the problem with the whole... And I and I followed that too, mm-hmm. and it actually started uh, from a tweet by John Piper or yeah. whoever yeah. writes John Piper's That's right, uh, Desiring God, and I don't want to quote it because I won't right. remember. The problem is, what do we mean by doubt? I mean, if if when we think of doubt, we think of cynical. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm not. I don't think that's okay. Mm-hmm. But if doubt means I don't understand, mm-hmm. and I don't think I will ever understand, so God, help me with this. I can't imagine God doesn't want that. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I mean, even Abraham's response to God when he says, surely, yeah. the God of the universe would not do that. right? Um, you want to call that doubt? Maybe.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Um, but I don't think he was cynical. I think he was saying, this doesn't make sense to me. Mm-hmm. If you're the God of the universe, like you say you are then help me understand why you would say that you're going to destroy an entire city.
1: I see his openness there. You know, I, I I struggle with this a lot. I always go back to the scripture of like, well, let he who asks do so without doubting for he who doubts is tossed like a wave. And then I'm always like, that's me. I'm being the doubter, you know. That. How many times have I prayed?
0: Is that what your voice sounds like oh, inside your
2: you head? Oh, you should hear my inside voice. That's Tell how me she geez. memorizes the oh, scripture. Yeah. Oh, Oh
1: no. <laughs> That's just the core of being a six. I'm yeah. just not sure. Yeah. 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 But you know, I believe, but help me with my unbelief.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And it's not coming from a place of cynicism as much as a place of desperation. God, you, you already know, <laughs> you know, I can yeah. tell you, I believe, but you already know what I'm really thinking and you know where my doubts lie. And I think he just wants us to be like Abraham and just be totally transparent and open before him.
2: Well, I I think a lot of times when we think about doubt, we look at doubt as the opposite of faith. So you either have you either doubt or you have faith. Mm -hmm. But I think it's not an opposite. It faith is something that you that you have even when you doubt. It's trust. So it's the same as like bravery is not the opposite of fear. You're not you're not brave when you don't have any fear. You're brave when you overcome your fear and face the obstacle that that that's Mm -hmm. facing you in the same way, trust and faith is not the opposite of doubt. It's choosing to move, choosing to move to Canaan when God Mm -hmm. that you don't fully understand, you don't know fully asks you to move. Like that's what Abraham did.
3: And I think I asked a series of questions when I was talking about, do you believe God? Mm -hmm. Is he for you? Yeah.
0: You said, uh, Do you trust him? Is he for you? And do you believe his promises? You
3: believe his promises. So doubt is bad when I say, I don't think he's for me. Okay. That's when Mm. doubt is bad. I I doubt that you have my best interests in mind. Mm -hmm. That's bad doubt. Mm -hmm. Okay. But good doubt is, good doubt is I don't understand. Help me understand. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that's good doubt because it drives you to God. Bad doubt drives you away from God and say, because I can't trust you and because I, I am not sure you're safe for me anymore, I will go figure this out on my
0: own. Mm-hmm.
3: And that's what we do. I mean, that's the humanist way. Yeah, We'll figure this out. And just so we're all on the same page, when we say faith, we're
2: not saying an intellectual assent exactly. to something. We're not saying I agree with the proposition that X, Y, Z. Faith is walking Canaan. In, mm-hmm. in Abraham's sake, it is or in Abraham's story, it is getting up, moving your things, and going. That's faith. It's faith in action. It's not, uh, God, Abraham was not, God did not say, if you believe the things that I'm going to list out here about my character, then we'll call it good and I'll, I'll give you a kid. He's saying, no, you're going to have to move. You go and show your faith mm-hmm. in that way. And yeah. he did. And I think that's the same for us. Agreed. So this is one of the, Without really knowing it, this
0: is one of the um, segments in scripture that has been the most um, liberating for me. And the reason is I went through Way of Discipleship. We we have Way of Discipleship here at Grace Church um, with David Bell, who's a friend of the pod. Which, by the way, friend of the pod, we might have to change.
3: No, we might have to best. change
0: because it was brought to my attention that other podcasts say friend of the pod. Is that okay? Can we still use it, or should we
3: say "pal of, the pod? Pod of the pod"? Do
1: other podcasts talk about God and cheese? No. Like, are we gonna have to
3: change that too? How about "friend of the best pod"? Friend of the best yeah. pod. Best best friend of the pod.
1: Taking it up a notch. Uh, <laughs> best
3: of pal, of pal of the pod.
2: Pal of the pod. I don't I don't pod pod pal. About We're Let me think. Of pod about pals. It. Yeah. Listeners, what do you think? <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, so I was doing wave discipleship with him, and it was long story short. I have always wrestled with an issue of feeling like people don't respect me. Like there's a whole backstory there. But when we started way of discipleship, David brought that out and I, uh, that surfaced. And I, and I, I'm somebody who doesn't didn't think that I had a lot of stuff in my life to go to talk about in way of discipleship. And it was like two years later, we're talking about respect. And, um, he said, do you think God respects you? And that, like, smash cut to me just, like, sobbing. Starbucks, like, oh, no, he doesn't respect me. Nobody respects me. And this segment of scripture with Abraham negotiating with God opened my eyes to maybe God does respect us. Because there's no other word for it than God listening to Abraham, taking his, I don't know, suggestion or uh, questions and saying, you know, you're right. If I see this. Yeah. I'll do that. And that's the first time that I ever thought, you know, maybe God does respect us. It's not just God loves me, which matters, but I need to know that I'm also respected. Yeah. And yeah, so this has been one of the most impactful segments of scripture ever for me. I respect you, Tyler. Thanks, guys. <laughs> <laughs> so are you talking with God? And you, you kind of went through what this means a little bit, Dave. But I think that those three questions, do you see God? Do you believe God? god and are you talking with god i i really do think that this kind of sets the tone for the year for grace church because you're saying pay attention yeah pay attention to what god's doing here's here's what looking for god looks like and here's some examples Uh, and
1: acknowledge him when he shows up yeah yeah pay attention write it down get a journal get a stack of stones like you're telling us to keep record make more than just a mental note maybe even you know like my family has been struggling to do this gratitude journal for a yeah. while now you know to make a
3: note <laughs> remember if, yeah. and and it can be as simple as hey can i tell you what happened today to somebody mm. just repeat it once yeah um one of the fascin- i sh- i shouldn't have been fascinated by this and i should have expected it but after the services i was at 146th street and since since i've i had breakfast with somebody this morning and text conversations and you know, tweets and things like the number one thing that people are responding to, they want to tell me their mm-hmm. thing with God. Mm. And it's been cool. Can I tell you? I mean, I heard all kinds of wild and interesting stories.
1: Your cider story was really cool.
3: Well, <laughs> yeah, that was cool. And, and I got to tell you, I, I debated because it seems so uh, thin, so um, unimportant, I mean, so what that I got to, exp- but the more I thought, I I literally did burst into tears at that moment because I felt so, you know, that God was paying attention, but thank you for telling me that, but I was concerned.
1: No, mm-hmm. I thought it was awesome. We, we had a, a somewhat similar weird story. I love these weird stories. It's like, you do, you got to ask like, well, is it God or is it coincidence? You yeah, know, right, like for the sure. cynical side's got to ask that, but, um, <laughs> It was a long process in getting my family here to Grace Church, and there was a lot of just back and forth in my own mind of, well, is this is this the Lord, and should we, or shouldn't we, or whatever. So when we'd finally come to the agreement together, my husband and I, okay, we're doing this. I remember one night we were watching uh, Food Network like we usually do. And- <laughs> Good for you. I plopped (laughs) down on the couch next to him. He was watching diners, drive-ins, and dives. And in my cynical way, I said, well, guess we need to find out where to eat in Indianapolis now that we're moving. Uh. Plop. And the next words I heard was, I'm in Indianapolis, and I'm at this tamale shop, and my husband just turned slowly and looked at me. (laughs) And it was a moment for the two of us. I had just said, well, I guess I need to find out where to eat in Indianapolis. And that's the very next words I heard.
3: Little did you know you were... We're moving to Flavor Town.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes,
3: that's going to be a future
0: show uh, soundbite. Yeah. <laughs> You're moving to flavor, flavor time. time. <laughs> that's awesome, yeah,
1: and we went there for Mother's Day. And is sure. it great? I've it's, it's heard
0: excellent. amazing things. Now, did you
3: have the corn chips there? They're homemade. Oh yeah. Oh, oh yeah. We had
1: everything. Those My tamales favorite are, are the sweet tamales. Here I am talking about food again. Every time I'm yeah, on this I... podcast, it's all I do.
3: But that's, that's okay because I'm a foodie. Too. I love <laughs> give the people what they want. Yep.
1: <laughs> Go eat tamales, people.
0: So that was a God thing for sure. <laughs> well,
1: it was for us. Yeah. At that moment, because I mean that's kind of crazy. Definitely crazy. He could have been anywhere in Mm -hmm. greater continental US and he was in Indianapolis. So here's (laughs)
3: what's important is that you guys, it hit you in a way, you are either paying attention or at that moment you paid attention and that's when it became a God thing because Mm -hmm. all of a sudden you connected something you just experienced with the God of the universe. If we would pay attention more often, it would happen more often Mm -hmm. Yeah. and it would affect our behavior way more often if that's the way we thought. And and I don't know if this is,
2: I don't want to like over nuance this to take away the power of it, but I also think there are times when God will use even coincidences Mm -hmm. to speak to us. And so even if it was a coincidence that that show came on right then, God was there with his arms crossed and a big smile on his face because he was glad that that could. So I think, you know. Who knows whether or not God designed the, the lay, the lineup of dry, diners, <laughs> drive-ins, whatever. No, he's
1: so omniscient. I can't put it past yeah. him. Yeah. I, mean, I totally believe that he laughs yeah, and that I he looks that. at those moments and, and chuckles a little bit that he would give us such a lighthearted and,
2: you know, just oh, yeah. kind of unifying or, moment for my husband and I, do you want to hear how I think about this kind of thing? Yes, right, here we go. I think it's entirely possible that in, an alternate possible universe. Oh, here we wait, go. Here that, here wait, we wait, go. hold, on, hold what, on. What planet are we on? That somebody was uh, discouraged this week, needed to know that God cared enough about them to, to notice them, mm-hmm. but they didn't hear the encouragement that they needed. And so he picked a different universe to be the real one, which is the one that we are in, where that show... Were matched up with what you were feeling so that they would hear the podcast, be encouraged, and it would it God would meet them. Like I think that's the level of um, of you're, omniscience you're, that he has. You agree, right, Maren?
1: Are you looking at my face?
3: I I am strangely moved by that but yeah, didn't understand the yeah, word yeah. feel. <laughs>
0: really, really good.
1: All, about heard, that. all I'm gonna keep are the words encouragement and podcast. May this be an encouragement. Penny, to this you, is this listener. is your son.
2: Yeah. All yeah. I'm saying is if God is the creator of all Universe, uh, the whole universe. He's also the creator of all universes, including the ones that he has chosen not to be the primary so storyline of humanity.
0: <laughs> Somebody in oh. a
2: different universe. <laughs> oh
1: wait. Oh, man.
2: <laughs> was sad. <laughs> I, I'm saying <laughs> and needed to hear this <laughs> podcast, <laughs> but he needed to hear <laughs> Maren's story about that show, and so he arranged in this universe for that show to come on right when she said that. How long did it take? for this show to get to that universe. No, the, the universes are parallel. <laughs> oh, Wait, It's well, happening but, at the oh same my, time. Well, but why they all, Guy Fieri? They all, <laughs> yeah.
3: Why yeah. Guy Fieri? They're
2: all <laughs> happening simultaneously, but as yeah. we and God together uh, close the probability waves to create the universe that we are in, as
1: we Wait, load you the just said capacitor probability
2: capacitor waves. are
1: <laughs> the space-time continuum. Guys, all so we are like- is a
2: series of collapsing probability
3: waves. We can all just agree on that. All we okay. are is dust and so wind. In Hamilton, I liked... <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
2: yeah.
1: Taking it I'm back. I'm right. the guy who I
3: won't. played Jefferson, but, you know.
2: No, I won't talk about this anymore. Multiverse. <laughs> it's multiverse, right? I don't know That's that I believe in multiverse, but I believe in... The infinite probabilities of electrons, and I assume that that works for every particle. Can you That's do the? Great.
1: Can you do the nerd voice when you say that? <laughs> sorry, uh, I believe
2: the, yeah. the
1: infinite probability of uh, much better spacetime continuum. I was wondering how
0: long it would take between Sundays to get here, and we kicking off 2018 peak, here, here between we're here
1: I, my favorite pods are the ones where tyler says smash cut because you say that often yeah and when you do your nerd voice, man that's this is my your favorite. all-time fave it is yeah. i love this one
0: but um what Dave, were we talking about i'm sorry god do you think back to the sermon did you choose to talk about you know the three these three questions um intentionally to set a tone for this year for church or was that just me kind of reading into it because I, knowing what Barry's is going to talk about next week, like destiny, right? Yeah.
2: yeah destiny.
0: Yeah. And, um, this week it's like, meet God, yeah. meet God next week, find your destiny. Right. Uh, now let's go 2018.
3: Mm. No, I didn't. It was serendipitous. God thing. It, that, well, yeah, well, let's, this, because what I did, and this is how we approach preaching here is we knew we had a passage. I knew I had to give an overview of the patriarch. So I just read Genesis 12 through 50 several times looking for what are the themes Mm -hmm. and storylines. And they emerged as I was looking at the stories and I went, huh, that is great for the first weekend of the year. So I didn't plan that, but that's, and honestly, when I first, my first draft had like six or seven questions Oh, okay. And then I looked and I thought, well, that's not going to work. It's too many because questions. Way too many questions yeah. and too many thoughts. Yeah. And it's we're... too cold.
0: Too cold to have that it's many too questions.
3: Cold. And really the big idea of the patriarchs is they were kind of spiritual dummies. Yeah. <laughs> the, the big idea. And they grew from spiritual dummies to people who trusted God in the most complicated, deepest parts of life. And how did they go from there mm-hmm. to there? That was the big idea mm-hmm. that, that we unpacked.
0: It's so cool that God picks spiritual dummies. Yeah. Really? Like, yeah, mm-hmm. I feel like I'm a spiritual dummy and it's cool to know that God picks people like that.
1: But doesn't leave them there.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Moves doesn't you. not leave
1: them there. Yeah. I, I, I can't, I'm excited about this series. I can't wait to see week after week that transformation. Mm-hmm. How did he go from point A to being counted as, you know, a great man of the faith? You know, was it Hebrews 11? Yeah. And, oh, you yeah. Know,
3: these are well. That whole phrase, "He believed God and was credited to him as righteousness," ends up being a theological lynch, a theological stake for just about everything else we believe. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's, it's crucial. We have the, wait till we get to the whole thing about him, God saying, and I want you to uh, kill your son. Yeah. There's a good one.
1: Are we doing that on a worship together weekend? (laughs) Yeah.
3: (laughs) (laughs) No, worship together weekends are usually when I talk about sex. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Bringing in the heavy hitters. Or death or something. It's just like. Yeah.
0: Uh, Yeah. That, that combined with the whole like leave your family thing. Yeah. I know I would have been out. I would have been like, man, I'm, I'm good.
1: I, I'm I'm a little bit stuck at the Chaldeans or however you say that Ur Chaldeans, the Chaldeans. Chaldeans. Yeah. It, because they they seemed in that description to embody a lot of what I encounter today this humanist mm-hmm. in in myself I live and move and have my own being in mm-hmm. us we live and move and have our being and how Christianity is so diametrically opposed to that in him in him we live and move and have right. our being so I'm kind of trying to kind of I don't know. Transpose that, you yeah. know, on top of today's society and what it looked like back then is a lot yeah. of what it looks like today.
3: It is. Well, if you take Genesis six and then Genesis eleven, so Genesis six tells us about essentially the moral ineptitude of humanity. Everything and they thought or imagined was, was consistently evil and totally evil all, all the time, is, is what the verse says. And then we have Genesis eleven, which shows, yeah, but we're smart. <laughs> and we can build cities and towers and we want to be. So it's like th- between Genesis 6 and 11, we have the composite of the, of what humanity, where humanity goes without God. Mm. And mm-hmm. and it, they really, I mean, it was, in, I think the first part of Genesis 11 says, and they were talking about how they were going to make bricks. Mm-hmm. And you're going, well, what's the, what, yeah. why? Why? Was well, because they were pretty smart for their day, and they figured out we can do this better if we made these bricks this way.
2: And this was written to the Israelites Israelite. who had just come out of Egypt, making a ton of bricks a ton of for bricks. Pharaoh, who yeah. m- built really nice cigarettes and stuff.
3: Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I I'm a hundred percent agreement with you, Maren. It's a, uh, and as I was working on this, I thought, well, here, this is, this is the personification of humanism, mm-hmm. like, right here. Hmm. This this is it.
0: Just a lot more sandals.
3: <laughs> yeah. A lot more sand, more camels. Yeah.
2: Yeah. So one of the things that's, uh, we miss it because we usually go straight to Genesis 12 and we don't read 11 first, Mm -hmm. but there's, there's language that juxtaposes the call of Abraham with the building of the tower of Babel. And there's one verse where they say the, the, as they're about to build the tower of Babel, they say, we'll, we will become famous and our name will be known around, around the earth. And then like in Genesis 12, God says to Abraham, I will make you famous. And that's mm. such an important, whoa, 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 that one landed. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah, you get that. Like there's such a huge distinction between we will make ourselves famous yeah. and God saying, no, I will make you famous. And I agree with you, Marin, hundred percent. We live in a world that we are completely self-sufficient. The the majority of people living in America I don't know if I can say that. A lot of people living in suburban America have the capacity to solve their own problems, oh, yeah. to feed themselves, to get food—you know—to get food on the table, to clothes on their back. They have the resources and the education to not need God in, yeah. a, in a material sense.
3: Yeah, because all we have is a theoretical God, then, mm-hmm. and that's—and right. we're we're perfectly fine with that,
2: right? And so, if it is just a, a mental theoretical God then we are functionally atheists in the way that we yeah, live absolutely
1: mm. ouch 2018
2: yeah why
1: well because if we can if if I took a hard look at my life and said I say I believe oh, but I'm yeah. living like an atheist I'm living like I am self-sufficient in and of myself I'm not trusting my my whole life to him I'm not even trusting my Resources to him or whatever. For sure, you know that's that's a huge ouch. Yeah. If, if that's the realization that somebody has to to come to.
2: I met with a, a high school student the other day, well, a few weeks ago, and he was kind of like, "Man, what do I do? How do I? My my faith just doesn't really matter that much to me. Like it's not a big part of my life. I want it to be, but it just doesn't really." I don't really think about it all that often. What what do I do? And I said, it's because you you don't need God. Yep. And I listed off all the ways that he doesn't need God. His parents are wealthy, he's got he's he's got everything he needs. He has no struggle in his life. It's and I, I said, you need to put yourself into a place where you will need God. And I said the first thing you should do is probably start volunteering at the care center where you're gonna be met with people who have needs bigger than your own and put in situations that you're not gonna have an immediate answer to. Mm-hmm. And then go from there. I said you you can't just sit in your parents' house waiting for waiting for God to matter. <laughs> so <laughs> you know? do do it? I don't know. I haven't talked to mm-hmm. him yet. He's like, nah, yeah, it's, it's a little like too a lot much. Work. <laughs> yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah, I agree. Once I started paying attention to what we say around here for this podcast, I was like, man, I don't have any faith <laughs> compared to what, who were, the people were talking about, like Abraham or yeah. So like, we've this is our what tenth episode or something like that for ten episodes. I'm like. Doing research on the sermons, like trying to get as much preparation mm-hmm. as I can, and the major themes that I'm pulling out for myself, as well as what's said in in services. And so, by the time I show up here to record, I'm like, man, compared to all these guys we're talking about or women we're talking about, I gotta get it together, man. I, I, I like I said, I, I would have, I wouldn't have taken God up on on His offer that He gave to Abraham.
2: And that's the, I mean, if any, if there's any sense that because you work at a church, your faith must be vibrant and alive and you spend most of your time praying and reading the Bible. Like not, not a given, (laughs) no, (laughs) No. not a given. And, and I struggle too. I, I find it, I I find myself so busy doing God's work that Mm. I often forget to actually spend time with God. We talked about this last week a little bit when you come back from sabbatical dad and and immediately your routines and your rhythms Mm. are gone and, and, um, Okay. A little bit of a side question, but it goes to one of the questions you asked this weekend, which I'm curious with you guys, when you do talk with God, when you do have a relationship, that that conversation, when it's going, what does it look like for you? Like practically speaking, are you the kind of person that needs to speak aloud? Do you go alone into a closet? Do you need to go for a walk? Like, is it, is it throughout the day in your mind? I'm just curious. wonderful question. I love that question. It's so different
1: for everybody, I'm sure. Um, and for me, it just almost depends on like the, the moment or where I am or whatever. I feel like there's just a constant ongoing dialogue, um, with but just between me and the Lord. And I didn't learn the phrase breath prayers until I came here, but then I realized that that's what I've been doing my whole life yeah. and all throughout the day, all throughout every day. Um, and then there are other times where I really got to shut myself away and be more intentional, um, and pray longer and all that stuff. Um, for me, and maybe it's the musician side of things, sometimes I just hum. And I just, in, in, in my praying, I'm, I'm singing. And I'm not necessarily singing words. Um, also, it kind of comes from my culture. Um, you know, you picture grandma, you know, rocking and, and humming as, mm-hmm. as she prays. And um, there's just something about being with God in that type of meditation that's just, um, for me, it's just deep
3: Mm-hmm. Wow. For me, it's it's um, to me the, the whole discipline of connecting with God boils down to me the, what I th- I think of the king and queen of of the disciplines and that's solitude and silence. Hmm. And um, I have to I have to start every day that way, and I don't every day, but I I try as much as I can every day to sit, and sometimes. Sometimes I'll just sit and be quiet. Almost every day, I'll write in my journal. If you look in my journal, sometimes I'll have a half a page. Sometimes I'll have five pages mm-hmm. of writing, and it's it's almost like stream of consciousness. What am I thinking? What's coming? Out? And I'm, of course, it's my fountain pen. <laughs> yeah, and I'm, and I'm scratchy. well, no, not this one. This I have an expensive. <laughs> this fountain. is real, it's man. Really smooth <laughs> because it's God. Come on, I you know, but uh, <laughs> that's the best. I have to use the best. Pen yeah, pen only for, the best pen for, for God. God. <laughs> Um, but at any rate, that for me it's it's that solitude and silence and then when I I think it was during the series a couple of summers when we started talking more about the Holy Spirit and that those two words which now we use a lot here, pay attention, pay attention. when those started to become clear um, to me, I have actually started I've practiced I've, I've read we should practice the presence of God well, I kind of am now i'm paying I'm paying way more attention this morning I'm sitting in. In a, a restaurant meeting with with somebody, and he's telling me his story. And he's as he's telling me his story, and I'm paying attention. I'm realizing, oh my gosh, this is this is, a, and I started to weep. I weep now all the time. I, I weep more often than I ever have. And that, to me, it's a sign that I'm paying attention. So, really? Yeah, hmm. that's one of the signs because I'm going, oh, that that's got. And all of a sudden, my heart opens up, and then I can't stop. Mm. I can't stop myself from crying. So I'm I'm a bit of a blubbering mess at times.
0: Yeah, I've been recently, too, but I don't think it's because of the same reasons. I was reading a kid's book to Milo the other day, and it just said, I love my daddy. And I was like,
3: oh, (laughs) Milo. (laughs) And he's looking at you like, "Mm, Yeah, he's like, can can you please finish the (laughs) book?
0: For me, I would echo, like, if I'm not doing Solitude and Silence, we talked about it last week. uh, I feel like I'm spiritually deaf. I'm not even thinking about it. So if I can start every day or a day with 30 minutes of just like peace and quiet mm-hmm. and in my own head, and I do actually talk out loud when I'm by myself, I do talk out loud for sure, because why not? But yeah, if I can start that way, if I can start the day that way, then it's it's an ongoing conversation for me throughout that day. Um, when I don't, I'm not even on the radar. God's not even on my radar, you know?
2: Yeah, I I agree with you guys. Um, I, I also talk aloud. I found that one of my most effective ways to pray is to talk while walking. So if I'm, but it's, you look a little insane. Uh-huh. So I, I usually will do it if I'm like, deep do you get in the, one of those like in the Bluetooth? Woods.
3: Just hold your phone. That's a good, yeah,
2: Bluetooth headset. Hey yeah. <laughs> I'm holding my hand up anyway. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, but so like I'll do it sometimes when I'm like deep in the woods or whatever, but that seems to really work for some reason. It's almost like I'm walking with God uh-huh. while I'm, while I'm talking. So, um, and one of the things that has been interesting is it, when it, when we talk about paying attention, I get random flashes of locations or memories. We all do, but uh, sometimes maybe I'll I'll smell something or I'll I'll be like, why did I think of that? Mm-hmm. And then it that for me is immediately a trigger of mm. what of what is why am I thinking about this, what do I need to pay attention to right here? And it mm-hmm. often will unlock some small thing that God's just nudging me to say, Hey, mm. don't, don't forget this part of your identity or, and, and often it will happen in, um, certain really vivid images, either, either mental images. That, okay. So there's one of the worship songs that we sing uh, "Lion and the lamb. Mm-hmm. There's a part, um, where it says, "So open up the gates, make way for the King of yeah. Kings," I think. And for some reason, while I was singing that one time, um, you got you know the the part of uh, Aladdin where there's where it's uh, Prince Ali, <laughs> oh, and yeah. They, yeah. They, like the gates like burst open, yeah. and there's like elephants and, yeah. and, and <laughs> tumblers and all that stuff. So for some reason, every time I sing the words, "Open up the gates," which I, is a lot, by the way, it, yeah, a lot. We okay. sing that song a lot, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but. I I picture something very similar to the Aladdin scene, except instead of like elephants and whatever, I see all of the, I'm going to cry. I see all of the um, children with special needs that I've met from Ukraine and I see, yeah, and they're, they're dancing and laughing and I see it and, and I see, you know, Christ in the middle walking, you know, or, or, or riding in on a donkey and everybody's, and it's like the kingdom is here. And that for me, that mental image is oh my is goodness. every time it's it stuck now every time I sing that I it it reminds me it's like God gave it to me to remind me of what mm. where we're headed yeah what this is all about and so that those kinds of things for me and I, I even though I'm a seven I'm also I do have a lot of four in me and I think that might be where some of that weird can uh, somebody
1: just paint that that's the coolest. Please paint
3: it's that. A cool picture
0: yeah so the three of us have talked about crying Maron um Am I what, a makes, crier? what makes
1: you cry? <laughs> oh man, what Hamilton. Makes me cry? <laughs> Hamilton, <laughs> this, yeah, apparently. This weekend it was Hamilton. That's true. Oh man, what makes me cry? Um, the goodness of God often overwhelms me because I know I I am acutely aware of how much I don't deserve it. Yeah. And that every time He chooses to use me, I'm just I feel like a tiny little pebble, and I feel so small and just so. God, why? But thank you. But mm-hmm. Thank you. But thank you. When, probably the the most, the most overused breath prayer in my day is just thank you, Lord. Because I just, I'm just humbled. I'm just humbled and in awe. And it makes me cry. Mm-hmm. Like, who am I that you would be mindful of me? Who am I that you would even know my name, yeah. that you would do all that you've done and continue to do and, and like you said, use the dum dums or use, yeah. you know, who, who am I? Yeah. And it, yeah, I get overwhelmed at his goodness and, and that moves me to tears every time. Hmm.
0: Awesome. Awesome conversation. Um, let's cap it because 2018 is off to a great start. And I, I was jazzed this weekend. And, and it might be, I mean, it might be a result of knowing that we're going to get, I get to talk about this every, you know, every week following ser- services but listening to this past weekend's sermon I was just really fired up for for what this year has and um I want to know listeners if you're listening to this I want to know what you're paying attention to I really do and so go to betweensundays.us there's a form on there to to ask questions or give us feedback or whatever please let us know what you're paying attention to, because stuff like this just really does inspire us. And I would love to hear stories of what you're paying attention to and how God's how you're recognizing God in your life. So please do that. Um, Dave, thank you for being here today. No, you're welcome. You're gonna be. Uh, hopefully, you'll be a uh, return guest. Many, many. Weeks. I
1: hope well, you don't get tired of
3: this. Yeah, oh, I don't think so. I love, I love this. So, yeah, yeah. I'm looking at the preaching calendar. I hope you don't get tired of me. <laughs> yeah. yeah,
0: it'll yeah. just be uh, four, four co-hosts from now on, I guess. Yeah, I guess but
3: oh so. no, 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 Barry will be here next week. So yeah, you, yeah, um
0: What are we going to do? Three of us? Yeah, next week. Great question, Barry. Great segue. You're yeah, learning. You're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> Next week, we're going to be talking with uh, Barry about his sermon. And uh, we've given you a little sneak peek into that. And uh, there's going to be more. So um, hopefully you will join us. Tell a friend. Subscribe. It's a it's a new year. So we would love to get some new listeners and uh, share the love of Between Sundays. Uh, in the meantime, Marin, send us out.
1: Do justly, love, mercy, and walk humbly with that God.
0: And we will see you on the other side of Sunday.